Blog Talk Radio. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. To the very special person listening to this broadcast, welcome to another episode of Taboo Talk featuring your very own pastor and Christian consultant, me, Lady Charmaine Day. Today's show is guaranteed to be full of sensitive, intimate, natural conversations rarely talked about in the Christian community. So now, get ready for your spiritual consultation. Are you ready? Great. Let's begin. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode, beloved. You are so wonderful, marvelous, incredible, special, and beautiful. Why? Because you are very loving and giving, and these are all the things that people say about you. So let me give you a round of applause. Yay! Continue doing the things that you do because you make God look great. You are so very, very special, and you're very vital to your community, your home, and on your workplace. And I'm so very, very proud of you. And as you know, all month long we have been celebrating fathers and mothers who have been doing double duty because that is a very vital role that is played within our community and it's something that is very needed. You know, God only told us to do one thing from the very beginning. Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> and so if you're doing that and you're taking care of your children and being a good dad or good, being a good mom, that's just so special. And today, rounding out the last bit of the Father's Day celebration is someone who is so very, very special, Mr. Fred Haynes. Mr. Fred Haynes is my brother-in-law, and he's the husband of Mrs. Melissa Haynes. And as you know, Ms. Melissa Haynes came on and told you about uh, their testimony, and so many of you wrote in and said how blessed you are by their testimony. And he said he would come on and just let you know how special you are. So let's welcome him. Hi, Fred. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is such a blessing having you here today. You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, we are so glad to have you here. You have such a rich and vital testimony to the community. You know, let's just jump right into it, okay? Okay, no problem. Okay. So, you know, for a long time, you and your wife, Melissa, wanted to have children, and you know, some of the things that you did that was very unique and special was that you prayed uh, to God to have a child. Isn't that right? Yes, we did. We prayed uh, every night at dinner, and, you know, usually I would pray also, like, on my way back and forth to and from work. So, yeah, we prayed a lot for, for our child. Oh, that's beautiful. Would you mind sharing with the listeners of Terrible Talk one of the prayers that you would pray? One, in general, we pray for our health, and we pray for financial independence, and we also would add to our prayers in the last year that we thanked 
God for this pregnancy, and we thanked him for our child being born. And that was what we prayed for for almost a year. And then later on, we changed that prayer. Mm -hmm. And we changed it because we had listened to a service from uh, Minister Joel Osteen. And uh, it said something in regards to being more audacious with your prayers and being able to ask for things in different time frames and different manners than you could normally expect. And uh, also he had touched on tithing, too. Uh And last year was the first time that we really, like, tithed. I mean, before we'd given, like, you know, you give some money there and you said you tithed a little bit or whatever. And you're like, all right, uh-huh. that should be enough. But uh, last year... He <laughs> said that should be enough, yes. Last year in June was the first time that we tithed the actual 10%. And we had also changed our prayer. We changed it to say then that... We are thankful for our child, and we are thankful for the pregnancy that month. And and we were praying that, and we submitted our tithe, and we were believing. And sure enough, June 29th came around, and that's when we found out we were pregnant with our first child. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Now, you know, often people pray for something, and when they get it, uh, they are not ready to walk the walk or talk the talk to maintain it. But you definitely did that. The pregnancy wasn't an easy one. Uh, Melissa was high risk, so there was a lot of complications involved, right? Yes, there was. Um, Um, Tell us about that. Having uh, an issue with her previous um, ordeal as a result of birth control pills, and mm-hmm. what happened was she had developed a blood clot, and she had suffered a collapsed lung, and it was a result of the birth control medication that she was taking at the time. So mm-hmm. it said basically that birth controls simulates what you go through during pregnancy. And as a result, when she would get pregnant, that she would need to take blood thinner medication, which Mm -hmm. involved giving her an injection every night for about six months, six, seven months. And then after that, then the injections went up to twice a day. Mm. So it was a little rough and also, you know, knowing that, you know, we're trying to make sure that she didn't bruise herself or injure herself in any way while she was taking the blood and the medication, and we wanted to make sure she stayed healthy and made all of her appointments and everything checked out, and and everything actually turned out being better than what people expected. Amen. Amen. Uh, so you were there for the actual uh Birth and you were in the room. How was that for you? Well, it was nothing like you expect, like watching on television shows where you see like the white <laughs> room and uh, 
people with the masks and all this stuff and all that stuff. It was it was different. It was like it was just a hospital room, except there was a little bed for the baby in the corner. And we were like, okay, mm. I guess somebody's gonna fill that up sometime soon. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't at all what I expected. And I didn't expect to participate in it either, which mm-hmm. I ended up doing. So that was... What did you do? I ended up having to... I don't know how graphic that would be, but I <laughs> help uh, <laughs> lift her legs and, and you know, make sure she wasn't getting too hot. I patted her down with the ice pack and, you know, kept telling her when to push and, you know, and it was... It was something else because you get to see, like, the head coming through, and even while you're watching it, you can't believe it's going to happen or that mm. can happen because it's like, all right, that's I see how small the head is, at least at this point, and then you're like, well, that would be a really small baby in order for that to get through. But then as it keeps going on, you're like, it's, it's amazing. Wow. Wow. So now your baby's here, and... Uh, how's fatherhood for you? What What are some of the things that you're experiencing? Were you, were you around babies before um, you had your your daughter? No, I had zero experience with children. Being around children just like sort of made me nervous. You never know, like if one is just gonna blow up on you or something. It's just <laughs> <laughs> okay, blow up. So how did you learn what to do? Like, I mean, I. I you know what do you what do you do? How do you learn? Um, mostly, I spoke to friends and family who had children already, and you know I got some advice from some of them, and then some advice from some other people, and some advice from you know reading certain books, and then you just use yourself as a filter, pretty much, and from that point on, you figure out what to do and what you're gonna apply. You know, and you figure how you would have wanted to be raised as a child, and you know, not with toys and stuff, but in regards to other things like, you know, what morals, what values you would want to have had instilled in you, and what tools you would have wanted to have that you could have used later in life that would have helped make things easier for you. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that you find that you some morals and tools that you're going to impart into your child um, that you wish you had learned or you know you did learn that you think is important? Um, well, first she's going to know God. That's first and foremost. Um, and I say that I know people are like, well, you can't really know God or whatever, but. You know, I want her to have an understanding of who he is. You know, mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion at some point in life that, you know, there are three ways that you can learn something. One is memorizing, two is experiencing, and the third is understanding. So I plan on mm-hmm. having her have all three when it comes to God mm-hmm. you know, so that she can recognize him when he appears in her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll teach her as much about the world as I possibly can and, you know, filter through what information, what things she experiences, 
so that, you know, if she sees something out there and I'm not with her, she'll at least understand what she's seeing and how to interpret it. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a lot of that that I plan on instilling in her, uh, financial tools, um, and, and more, one of the most important things I wanted to instill in her, too, is how to be herself no matter where she is. How do you do that? Because that that's a hard one. Well, one of one of the things that that uh, I want to instill in her with that is that in the world of business, uh-huh. there are people who do a lot of unscrupulous and just downright evil stuff in the name of doing business, and they'll say, "Well, that's you know that's just business," but you know the fact is that's just you. You know, mm-hmm. you control how you do business. It shouldn't be business controls who you are. Mm-hmm. So I want her to keep in mind, you know, always when when she starts her own business or businesses and when she goes off to college and whatever she does in life, that hold on to your morals, hold on to your values, and do what it is you do, not what somebody else says you should do or be how someone else says you should be. Excellent. Now, we have a lot of uh, dads listening to the show. What advice would you give to dads or fathers that you have learned yourself that you found helpful? Uh, let's see. What advice I would give to them is that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where fatherhood is, I think, learning to be an example you know, you, mm-hmm. you learn to be an example of the man you want your boy to grow up to be, and you learn to be an example of the man you want your daughter to grow up to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, so fatherhood is really a challenge to make yourself better, to make yourself the person you always know you should be because you want your children to be the person you know that they're able to be. Mm-hmm. And if they don't see that in you, then why should they believe that they can see that in themselves? Right. Right. Um, you know, for the husbands listening to the show, you know, you have a very special relationship with my sister. Uh, how do you keep... The romance going You guys have been married for how long? Uh, it's going on eight years Wow And how long have you been together? Total of 13 13, right? So for the husbands listening And those in relationships listening uh, What advice would you give to them And the fact that they have children? Um, well, the advice I'd give to them as couples is just to, you know, work out everything. There's a lot of people think that divorce is an option. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it is an option, then it's usually because you put it on the table or one of you Mm -hmm. puts it on the table. And I think if you go in thinking it's not an option, then it's something that you'll work on a lot harder to keep. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, people who are divorced or 
have given up on anything. That's just, you know, how some people see things. Mm-hmm. My thing is that, you know, say you get, say one of you has an affair or something like that, and you get a divorce after being married for like 40 years or something like that, then you're going to start all over again, and then you might cheat. And now you're back mm-hmm. at day one, and you're going to start all over again <laughs> with someone else. And it's like, whatever the problems are, you need to fix them. There's always going to be a problem. It's always going to be an issue. Something new is always going to pop up. The whole thing is working on how you are going to approach this problem and how you're going to solve the problem and what tools you use in order to make sure that the problem doesn't get worse. Right. One of the main tools we have is that we don't call each other names. Mm-hmm. Because if you start calling each other names during an argument, then you're no longer arguing about whatever the subject was. Now you're arguing because you're upset because someone called you a name. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And advice for couples who have children? Couples who have children? Uh, <laughs> it's a It's a tough one because we're just starting out. But mm-hmm. I've noticed so far that it's um it's gonna be sort of rough filling each other out and finding out what one person wants for the child and what the other person wants from the child and then coming together on that happy medium. Because mm-hmm. you've always had an idea of how you want your child to grow up and your partner's always had an idea of how they want their child to grow up. And you mm-hmm. never really know what that idea is until you have that child. And then right. it comes to the point where it's like, okay, wait, I didn't know you wanted that. And the other person doesn't know you wanted this. And you got to start hammering that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So, but once you manage to find out where you both stand, what things you definitely don't want to compromise on and what things you can compromise on, then everything will be better for the both of you and everything will be much better for the child. That's that's wonderful. Now, something else that's unique about you, Fred, is that you um, you're a graphic artist, right? Yes. Okay, and you create things from your mind. That's true. How do you get the creative juices flowing and uh, design things? Can you first of all tell us? what you draw and uh, or what you design, and then how do you get your creative juices? Because I just want to give people a unique opportunity to talk to you about that. Well, basically what I do is I write stories and I illustrate my stories. Um, I've done work with Marvel Comics and DC Comics in the past, uh, Green Lantern, War Machine, different things like that. Um, I draw most of my inspiration from anything from, you know, uh, a moral that I want to relate to people, you know, draw it out and write it out so that people really get the message. Or I'll draw inspiration from friends, family members, and maybe a situation someone is going through. And sometimes they're just 
things that come out of the blue where you're just like, oh, that would be a great idea for a story, or maybe I want to elaborate on the concept of something like time or the concept of, you know, uh, something in regards to race or, you know, different things like that. You just want to bring something different, a different spin to something that's already out there, or at least your Mm -hmm. own spin on how things are and how you perceive them or how they could be perceived. Okay. Now, in relation to your daughter, is this something that you're going to teach her how to be creative? And if so, how do you teach that? Um, I think in order to teach creativity, you have to teach that person who they are. Mm-hmm. Once she understands who she is and how she works and how she sees things and how she interprets things and how to change them, you know, for for her purpose, then she'll start to understand her own creativity and and how to look at the world differently than other people do. Mm. That's one of the main things I want her to be able to do is just look at something differently than everyone else does. Even if it's not obvious, just try and figure out another way to look at it. Okay. Now, we're coming to the end of our show. We have a little bit of time. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add in terms of advice or things that you've been through uh, in relation to fatherhood? Well, the one thing that I try and incorporate the most in my life is something that my Uncle Lewis uh, taught me. We lost him last month. I'm sorry. He, yeah, he said to me that everyone I meet, is better for having known me. Mm. And I try my hardest every day to make that statement true for him because that was the father figure in my life. Mm. And I try and do him as much respect as I can by living up to that. Well, definitely... um, Knowing knowing you for such a long time, I can honestly say I'm better off for knowing you. And you know, our family nickname for you was Superman, as you know, <laughs> because you certainly are a super guy and uh, a wonderful person. And as you heard in the beginning of the show, I I said to the listeners of Taboo Talk, you're wonderful, marvelous, awesome, and incredible. And that's a way to describe you, Fred, you know, all those things. So definitely you're living up to your doc. what Uncle Lewis said, uh, that whoever meets you should be better off having met you, or they are better off having met you. That is the truth. Thank you. Now, Fred, we're coming to the end of the show. A couple of... Questions. If people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Um, they can email me at fhaines, H-A-Y-N-E-S, at theunderworldstudios.com. Okay, and can you spell all that out, please? Yeah, F as in Fred, <laughs> H-A-Y-N-E-S, at the, T-H-E, underworld, U-N-D-E-R, W O R L D Studios S T U D I O S dot com. Okay. 
And you also have a website? Yes, that's theunderworldstudios.com. And what can people find there? Um, you can find there, like, uh, my artwork that I've uploaded, and you can find some stories that I've created, as well as every now and then an opinion or two about the comic field and art field and creativity as well. Excellent. And and can you give us that again? That's the Underworld Studios? Yes, the Underworldstudios.com. Okay. And if somebody wants to get one of your drawings or get you to do something for them, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Is that F. Haynes? Yes, they can email me at F. Haynes at theunderworldstudios.com and I'll reply and send out either a list of prices or things of that nature and a little portfolio of the types of different things that I do. Excellent. Now, Fred, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. It truly was a blessing having you on the show. And we want to know in the future, would you mind coming back? I have no problem with coming back. This was great. I really enjoyed it. I thought this was really in-depth, and it was great to just be able to voice fatherhood and get it out there because, you know, a lot of times, People don't appreciate the fathers, you know, that are around. It's true. It's true. And we, I thank you for coming. I thank you for giving such a, a deep and wide overview of fatherhood. And I learned a great deal. I know the people listening learned a great deal. And you're truly appreciated. And we look forward to having you weigh in on some important issues in the future. No problem. Okay, well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And listeners of Taboo Talk, I told you that this was going to be an extra special treat, and wasn't it extra, extra, extra special? Yay! I'm telling you, he was incredible. That's why we call him Superman. And if you want, please follow up with him. He's one of these people who definitely follows up. Uh, He is so multi-talented. And if you're interested in getting a drawing from him, which I encourage you to do, uh, he can do it and do a beautiful job. Um, I had him do a picture of me as Wonder Woman. (laughs) And... um, he, I, asked, I had used him to do that, and he, he crafted this beautiful drawing and a, a drawing of this beautiful, beautiful woman and a vision of me. And so he could do unique designs. So definitely reach out to him at F Haynes at theunderworldstudios.com. And also, if you have questions or there was something that you wanted to ask him, please email him at fhaines at theunderworldstudios.com. He definitely will write you back and get in touch with you. He's a wealth of information. I know when I need wisdom about any topic, my go-to guy is Fred, and it has been for so long. I've depended on him for that voice of wisdom and guidance. And he's just been a wellspring of inspiration and definitely the rock, one of the rocks of our family. And he's just very, very special. So please, the fact that he's opening up himself to you is is priceless, I'm telling you. You just don't even know. So thanks to him once again for coming. And as you know, listening to Taboo Talk, we are 
always trying to encourage you to do what you do because you are very, very special. You know, one of the things I was struck by that Fred said was that people should be better off having met you because you are very special. You're giving, you're an example of Jesus Christ on this on this planet, and you are very, very vital to your community, to your family, to your home, to your workplace. And so continue doing what you're doing because you make God look great. And I'm very proud of you. You know I tell you this all the time because it's so important. And if you haven't already, please go to LadyCharmaineDay.com. That's www.ladyc. A R M A I N E dot com D D A Y sorry dot com. There you can see my blog. You can order one of my books. Uh, which, by the way, uh, if you purchase a book, the two dollars of the proceeds go to disaster relief for Japan, Haiti, and the states in the United States that have been hit by disasters. Uh, I make a contribution on your behalf to the American Red Cross. And the book sell for twelve ninety nine. And if you find that Taboo Talk and me as your pastor uh, is leading you in the right direction, then please make a contribution and donation to the ministry through that website. Okay. Well, listen, you have a great rest of your week. Tune in on Wednesday where Mrs. Arlene Day, a.k.a. Mama Day, will be joining us, and it will be a lively show. Remember, you are very special and blessed. Stay special. Goodbye. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind, make yourself feel better. Elevate your mind, get yourself together. Elevate your mind. Make yourself feel better.